Welcome to The Floss, the self-help show for people that probably don't need it. You can follow the show on Instagram at The Floss Pod, or you can subscribe to our Patreon at patreon.com slash The Floss Pod. If there's something you do that you think everybody should do, or something you do that you don't think anybody should do, email it to us at theflosspod at gmail.com. We might discuss it. Welcome to The Floss. This is part two of Drew Gigas's feature episode. Uh, we just got done from a halftime where Drew didn't laugh at any of my fucking jokes. And we talked about cavemen and whether or not women invented fire. Uh, oh, we went. I learned a new racial slur. And if you want to listen to that halftime, uh, you can subscribe to the show's Patreon at patreon.com slash the floss pod. Uh, we upload raw, uncut video footage of every interview recording session. Drew, What's thanks, up? For, thanks for coming back. I appreciate you having me. And I never thanked you for the first episode either. Thank you for being here. Sorry, you're pretty ungrateful. But... Yeah, Dude, I get that. Thank you for also, for continuity's sake, wearing the same clothes as the week before. Yeah, that's that's major. This is just my everyday outfit. He <laughs> <laughs> doesn't own any other clothes. I do once, yeah. once it dips below 50, this is all I wear. His girlfriend actually discovered fire in their apartment and burnt all of his other clothes. Or he's like uh, the Ernest, like in Ernest Scared Stupid, where he has like all the same outfits. You're old. I don't get that. Just a cartoon character, you know dude. <laughs> Same thing every day. You know what? Fair. Did you know what he was talking about? With er- Ernest, Ernest I know of it. I've never seen it. Yeah. Old. <laughs> <laughs> Old. Point taken. Point taken. All right, Drew. This is part two. You know the drill. I'm going to ask you a question. All right. It's a little different from the first one. What is something you do that you don't think anybody should do? I don't think anybody should be completely selfless all the time. And by that, I mean, uh, I'm a very, I'm a person that, that says, yes, if somebody asks me for help or for something, I always, I will always, you know, try to accommodate other people's needs over my own. It's like like to a fault. Like I'm kind of, I'm like a people pleaser kind of person, and I've only recently started trying to to dial that back and and get more comfortable like telling people no and like re like reassuring myself that it's okay to to take you know the t- my time to do the things that I need to do for myself because for. Ever, I would just I would spread myself completely thin. If if anybody needed anything, I'd be right there immediately, and that's a good quality to have. But when it's when you do it constantly and you don't attend to uh, the things that you need to do for your own life, it, it it's very self destructive. I feel like I recently, especially with the creative stuff, the the stuff that I don't get paid to do that I do at night, I feel like I stretch myself really thin. Um, But then I realize, well, there are only actually like three or four things I'm actually working on. You know, the relationship, the stand-up, the podcast, the movies. I eliminate everything else. 
I mean, you know, maybe once every other weekend I'll hang out with friends or go see a movie. Yeah. But I eliminate everything else, and that gives me a peace of mind that I'm not stretching myself too thin. I I get very fucking stressed out sometimes still, but no is a very powerful thing. It's and it's very important. Very important. Not only for other, it's. I feel like it's important for other people to to know that you might say no. Yeah. You don't want to. You don't want to be seen as the guy that's always going to say yes and always going to be there because then people will take you for granted. Yeah, and that's happened many times over for me. And it's and then it it sometimes it it gets to a point where when you do finally like realize that you are being taken advantage of and it does like it it'll ruin relationships for you. Mm-hmm. But if you you know had set boundaries in the past, you know probably wouldn't have happened what are you doing with your newfound free time your self-love time i'm just doing stand-up more that's that's what i want to do in my free time you you take breaks from stand-up sometimes they're usually kind of forced like if i get in if i start working a bunch of overtime and i can't really do it because i'm just tired um but they're still nice because i I do get refreshed and like want to go back and like get back into it i don't mind a break from stand-up and by break, I mean and uh, still doing it at least once a week. Like I try at least once a week. Try yeah. to get in the microphone. Yeah. But like, I mean, peak, peak. I'll do four nights a week. Yeah. Same. And I need a and I need a break from that because that's a lot. That wears on you. Yeah, definitely. You 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 get burnt. You can burn yourself out like pretty quick. It's it's tough for me to do it that much too because stand ups at night. And it always goes yeah. late into the night. And I have to get up at five for work every morning. Well, it only goes late if you stay. Yeah, true. But who doesn't want to hang? You know, that's that's fun. Hanging is fun, but dude, I've had I've just been leaving. Like if I well, yeah, dude, I've just been leaving. I gotta get the I like I gotta get. <laughs> I get bed. it. Uh, so what have you what have you what have you been uh, eliminating to make time for stand up? Um, right now nothing specifically because I've been working on it for for a while, but uh there's like for a long time like at least once or twice a week somebody would ask me if like side jobs is a big thing mm-hmm. because i'm an electrician you know people always have something that needs to be done and if they know you they're gonna hit you up to do this stuff one because they think you'll do it for cheaper because you're cool which is don't do that, that. sucks that's the worst thing you can ever do um but i i, I got to a point where I just I just started saying I'm not doing any side jobs right now because mm-hmm. they take up a lot of your time. It's it's like weird responsibility because like if if something like bad happens at home like there ends up being like a fire or something because sometimes you don't know what else is going on if it's an older house or whatever and that anxiety was just terrible to have. <laughs> but so I stopped doing like side work like that just so I would have I would know at least my time not at work. I wouldn't be doing more of my work. <laughs> and then, you know, just, you know, family asking for stuff or like I had a truck. So people would always want me to help move stuff. <laughs> and that sucks. Having a truck is awesome. Yeah. But it also yeah. sucks. I literally just want to, I want to pick up a truck just so I could go to the drive-in movie theater and hang out in the that back is of the cool. truck. Yeah, that is cool. I did that not too long ago. Yeah? You yeah. put a whole bunch of blankets and pillows in the yeah, back? Yeah, it was fun. Yeah. What movie did you see? Uh, we saw... It was the new... It wasn't Mortal Kombat. It was... Shang? 
Shang-Chi? Shang-Chi. I think it was that. I haven't seen that. And then we mainly went to see the second movie. I don't remember what it was, but by the time I was just so You tired. don't remember the movie that you were there to see? No, I don't. Because it was the late movie. Was it Cruella? No. I saw Cruella in the drive-in a few months twice. ago. I think it was it was the the Purge. The new I didn't, one. I didn't get to see that. Yeah, I didn't I either. <laughs> I didn't either. Dude, those late movies, man. Uh, a couple weeks ago, they were doing Halloween, like old Halloween flicks. The third movie was starting at 1 a.m., Dude. We left after the second movie. Yeah. Most cars did not leave Dude, after the second movie. See, I barely can sit through one movie. Who the fuck <laughs> is staying there for a movie to end at fucking 3 a.m.? Those are people that are passed out in their cars. Or teenagers. <laughs> yeah. A lot of teenagers. Yeah. Dri- driving was a fun time in high school. Um, Yeah, I would like to see Shang-Chi. I'm like, I'm going to see the cool Marvel movies in theater. Like the Spider Man, yeah. the Guardians, and the, yeah, they're cool. Doctor Strange, they're good. I am, I am, I am legit. I feel I am legitimately excited to see what what they try to do. With I'm excited action. for Scream Five, honestly. Oh, don't even get me started. <laughs> I got the Regal Club thing, so okay. it's like 18 bucks a month. You could see unlimited movies. Yeah, that's sweet. Unlimited. Yeah, that's cool. Whenever you want, a lot of movies to see. But then I, but then like I'll still just go spend money at the drive-in. Yeah, <laughs> but it's not a bad deal. It's like twenty bucks. You get to see multiple movies. Yeah, it's not bad at all. I love the drive-in. You go twice. It's paid for itself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you you were a yes man. Yeah. A people pleaser. Yes. What people? Anybody that I was like, like friends with, friends, family. Were you at friends th- of friends? Literally anybody. Were you at the point where? Uh, was it was it mostly side jobs? Oh, uh, it was it was that it was, um, just just helping out people with stuff. There was like I have um I do like me and some of my friends we'd uh we do a, a lot of these like interesting projects like we'd build skate parks. That's, That's like one sick. thing we've done for for a while. What do you mean build skate parks? Just like in the middle of nowhere? No, like we uh, do you know I don't know if you know any of the skate shops around here. There's a place called TriStar in Parma. I feel like I've heard of that. We we built the skate park for for that that shop, like I mean, in the back lot. In the they have a big warehouse, and so ha- half of it's the shop, and the other half is the skate park. That's sick. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. And uh, and then the the dude who was the old owner of TriStar, he sold it. He he had uh, like a big pole barn on his property, and he asked us to build a bowl for him. So we built a bowl for him. We've built various How do you ramps and stuff. Build a bowl. You just go find an old swimming pool. No, it's all made out of wood. It my so my buddy that I build stuff with. He's like he's like in his forties. He's one of the smartest dudes I've ever met. He's been he's been into skating forever. He's also an electrician, and uh, he uh, he just he just has one of those minds for uh, for buildings. When he gets into something, he just he learns so much. And so, so he just he just grabs like a couple of his buddies and he makes a major woodworking project. Yeah. How long does it take? Uh, it depends. The bowl took three or four months. Uh, the first time, because we've we've done various versions of TriStar since. So, like the first time we built it, I think between the spine ramp and the street section, I want I can't remember exactly. Maybe eight nine months. Because that's not cheap wood. No, you got to have nice, strong wood in the bowl. It'll splinter. Yeah, I mean we. Uh, the top layer was all like um, birch, so it was, it, was, it was really nice wood. Dude, I had a I some guys came down and cut some birch down. I should have kept it. 
sold yeah, it. Yeah, it's expensive. Fucking pissed <laughs> bastards. But yeah, so, like, I started doing that when I was, like, 16. Because the shop, because TriStar, they were, like, talking about building this park. And I liked building stuff anyway. And I'd, I've been into skating forever. And I, that's the shop I grew up going to. I knew the owner pretty well. And I was like, hey, if you guys are looking for help, I'd love to help. And that's how I started helping with that. And we just, me, my best friend, um, that I'm still best friends with, we started doing it uh, together. And we met this, you know, this dude that builds it. How old were you? I was 16. And he was in his 30s? He was, yeah, he was was probably almost 40. Did he touch you? (laughs) No, he did not touch me. Shame. Uh, I was begging for it, too. I was like, come on. I was like, all this wood? Is there any other wood? Nice. (laughs) Uh, And... And it was, we were all just cool. It was a lot of fun. I learned a lot and, and loved it. But then, you know, as I got older, like it was still fun to do. We'd, we'd want, I'd want to go and help, but you know, you just acquire more responsibilities or other interests and things you, you also want to do. And it would be tough to say like, Hey, I can't come help this weekend or I can't come help on this project because I got a bunch of other stuff going on. So I would, I would do it all and feel and be happy doing it because it was fun to do. But then I'd be stressed about the other things I, I wanted yeah. to be doing or could have been doing. And it was just this very problematic, like, thing. But, you know, in the past, you know, couple years, I've slowly gotten better at it and been like, we've, when we've had, you know, projects where I've, I've, I've said, like, no, I can't come help. I got something going on. or, But then I'll, I'll also make time to go help because I do want to help and I do enjoy Feels it. Feels good. Yeah. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. What was the what was the trigger for you? Was there was there a specific event or a thing you agreed to do? Like, what was the trigger for you to realize I have to teach myself how to not say yes to everything? There wasn't an exact trigger, uh, specifically like like something I was doing or whatever. But uh, a few years ago, I started I started having panic attacks out of nowhere, like and I'd never had in my life before. Mm-hmm. And and that you know got me down this rabbit hole of it, it that just having that caused me a bunch of anxiety because if you don't if you don't know what a panic attack is or you had one it's terrifying because mm-hmm. you just think something is definitely wrong with you you think you're gonna die and like when I first had my first panic attack I I probably went to a doctor you know eight times in you know two months it was Damn. I was I was so in and out because I thought something was seriously wrong with me and then kind of kept boiling down well we think it's an anxiety thing i'm like well i'm not really an anxious person and then that caused me to start researching anxiety and you know panic disorders and like onset panic disorders and really delving into what the you know the clinical i guess definition of you know somebody with an anxiety disorder is i realized i definitely have that (laughs) so was it like I mean you like you said you didn't consider yourself an anxious person, because like you were taking on so much responsibility and like stress that you could handle. So it was it wasn't like a, a building anxiety. It was like okay, you could handle this perfectly fine. One extra drop of stress, no, completely I, breaks. No, it, it's not even that. It's like I couldn't handle it perfectly fine because I'd have that same like those that same those same feelings or whatever the whole time of like oh I, I could be doing this but like I want to be doing this but I it just I thought it was normal. Because I didn't know. That's not normal. No, I didn't. I didn't know that. It's just who I was. To be to be thinking about the opportunity cost of something. I, th- I think it's. I mean, it probably is normal. Yeah. So you agree to you agree to help a guy do something. Yeah. You're thinking about oh, I I kind of wish I was doing all this other stuff. 
Yeah, that sounds completely normal. That doesn't sound like a... Are you saying it doesn't sound normal? No, it sounds totally normal. Okay. FOMO. FOMO? I mean, this, I mean... Yeah. But I'm saying there's a lot of other things that went into learning about, like, what anxiety is. Were you thinking about... Like what? And it, well, it was more or less the reasons that I I wasn't turning down things. It was because I I thought if I would if I didn't do this, like like they wouldn't like me anymore, mm. or it would, you know, it would cost me something, you know, neg. It would cause some kind of negativity to happen to me. You know, it was it was it wasn't really. I don't think it was really rationalized. Gotcha. That's and that's really what I mean. That is the that is the big thing. Being afraid other people won't like you. Yeah, it's it's a horrible thing, but I, I feel like most a lot of people struggle with that. Like everybody, yeah, I it's feel very, like most very people common. want to be liked. Everybody wants to be liked. Yeah, it's very very common being afraid that uh, other people don't like you. But I mean, this is the, some pretty boilerplate advice that I try to give my friends who express this. Like they're not thinking about you. <laughs> it's so true. They're not thinking about you. If you if somebody asks you if they could borrow your truck to move, and you say no. They're not going to spend the rest – well, unless they have a close relationship with you, like in a toxic relationship, they're not going to spend the next week with every breath cursing Drew Gigas True. because he didn't yeah. lend him his truck. They're going to f- try to find another truck. Yeah, and that's, that's what their focus and, is. And that's what I've learned and how it's been easier for me to kind of break away from that yeah. mentality. It's sometimes like – how would you respond? And it's And it's kind of – it can cause some problems to assume that everybody thinks the way you do. Yeah. But when it comes to like general responses that like, yeah, if you asked a friend if they could do something and they said no, you would just be like, well, they can't do it. Yeah, absolutely. You or, wouldn't assume the worst. Well, I would also go out of my way to make sure I wouldn't have to ask anybody for help. Oh. Which is, yeah. It's, that's another problem. Yeah. yeah. There's it, nothing it, wrong with asking for help. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's But it's just kind of the way that I was wired. Yeah. I I'm, I feel like I'm the same way. I'll... I will only ask for help if I need it. Yeah. If I need it. Yeah. Because, I mean, I like the feeling of accomplishing something on my own. It is nice, but it's also not necessary all the time. No. No. But also, and some people like to feel needed. You know what I mean? Some people think that it's nice to to ask them for help. You know, like, because now I'm at a point where I don't mind saying no, but sometimes, like, if somebody asks me, like, it does feel good. It's like, oh, yeah. I'll help. Well, because you're do it's an act of service. Yeah, and that makes you feel good. Yeah, Exp- giving out goodness like gives you it's like a sight like it gives you more goodness. Like giving out gratitude makes you more grateful. Act of service is one of my love languages, Gabe. Really? So what you've been what you've been doing for your lady? Servicing, dude. <laughs> Just servicing <laughs> the shit out of her. Wait, does that mean you prov- you? I show love by you show doing love by things. doing acts, of, but does that also mean that's how you want to receive love? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Nice, bro. <laughs> nice. <laughs> she been servicing you. Oh yeah, it just helps me out all the time, dude. Nice. <laughs> Very nice. I don't know what my love languages are. I think it's time and touch. No, touch is definitely one of them. I don't know if it's time spent. Because I do like, I do like doing stuff with her. 
But sometimes I just want to be left alone. I get that. I'm a big fan of, uh, I like being in the same room, but we're doing our own thing. Mm. Like, mm-hmm. that is very nice. You just you just gave me a little chubby. Yeah. That's the move. Yeah, I'm working that into <laughs> what what ladies want and what men want. Okay. What men want is to be left alone, but for you to sit next to them while you do it. <laughs> It's true. But all I don't because sometimes I don't even want to be touched. It's just like, oh. I feel like that too, but I mean like, do you mind? Sometimes. Give me some space. Yeah, but like if you're if you have good communication. What are the other with, what are the other so what are the other, touch, time, serve acts of service, gifts. Gifts. What's the fifth one? Words like, of affirmation. Words of yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. My, I, like my girlfriends are words of affirmation and quality time. I give out I give out a lot of words of affirmations. I I mean my girlfriend, my friends, my girlfriend, even my friends, uh, colleagues, coworkers. Yeah, I I give it out. I I love you I just, love giving just, praise to people that stroke egos all that day. I that I think does. I don't think it's stroking egos. Just it's I mean if I don't if I don't. Uh, if I don't think they deserve it, I won't say it. Yeah. But I'm I'm very genuine with what I say to people. But I don't give a shit if I get. The, I don't. I don't give a. F- the only person whose verbal opinion I care about is my own. Yeah. If I don't like what I'm doing, I don't care if the other person likes it. I get that. And if the other person doesn't like it, but I like it, it stays in the set. <laughs> If I'm having fun up there, that's how I've been starting my host sets. Like, Hell yeah! Well, because I started like they tell you when you host to have fun up there, because if you're having fun, the audience has fun. The only problem with that is when I'm having fun, it usually means I'm ruining your night. <laughs> <laughs> that rules. So this is supposed to technically be an advice, not an advice, but, you know, like a life philosophy podcast. Yeah. Uh, it was a literal panic attack that caused you to eventually reevaluate the way you yeah. contribute it was time a to string, others. It was a string of, a string of panic <laughs> yeah. attacks. Do you have, are you having any now recently? No, I haven't had any in a while. And it's, it's, it's because I, I did so much time like researching. No medication and, or anything? No, no, I'm, I'm, I don't. For me personally, like I never wanted to get into the medication aspect because there's a lot of people I've, I've known, not a lot. But there's a few people I've known personally that I've seen uh, get on medication, and it just did very negative things to them, in my opinion. And I'm not saying that medication can't help anybody. I mean, there's a lot of people that it does help, but for me, I tried to avoid it. I was, I was, I, I, if I got to a point where I was felt like I really needed, it, I would have tried it, but I was able to deal with it without it it literally alters your brain chemistry yeah which some people need it, it in an overall general sense though it will change how your brain operates or how you perceive your brain because i mean there are some that actually alter your brain chemistry there are some that change like you know uh hormone receptors yeah, yeah. and whatnot um so whether whether you're mentally healthy or not or whether or doesn't really depend on what your mental illness is, it's going to change you. Yeah. And if you're not prepared to 
take that change in stride and make adjustments to cater to that change, it's going to be a rough time. What I'm saying, like, know what you're getting into and do it with a therapist. Yeah. Like who's going to walk like a good therapist. Yeah. Cause so many people, they just, so many doctors, they just, that's what they just want to give you the medication you immediately. And, yeah. Cause that's what happened to me when I, you know, I went to the hospital, I saw some doctors they were like, Oh, we can give you this anti-anxiety medication and it'll help you. And no, there was no suggestion of going to therapy with it. There was no suggestion of, of talking to a counselor that's first. Scary. They were just trying to give it to me. And I was like, God, I'm not into that. It's very scary. It is. And the 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 and this isn't true for everybody. Some people have chronic mental illness that they're just going to be living with and dealing with for the rest of your life. But I've also heard, you know, of people graduating from their medicine. Yeah. Which is another scary thing because you don't know if it's going to come back. Yeah, and that's that's got to be just fucking gut wrenching, not knowing. It's terrifying, and I mean, like. Sometimes I talk like just because I don't have a mental illness now, I never will have. Yeah. Life happens fast and it happens a lot. Yeah. That shit could start in your 30s. It's very true. You got to keep yourself physically and mentally, as physically and mentally fit as possible and then literally just pray for the best. Literally just pray for the best. You know, 70% of all uh, insurance claims in the United States are preventable diseases. That makes sense. Smoking. Yeah, that makes sense. Blood pressure, obesity. Yeah. 70%. Yeah, I believe that because we don't because we don't do anything until something's wrong. Which means if you just like take care of yourself, you have a 70% of chance of nothing bad happening to you. I think it's a I don't, yeah, I don't think that logic <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't think that's how it works. But like but, but it definitely improves the chance. That's for sure. So it took a panic attack or a string of panic attacks yeah. to make you flip the switch. Do you have any advice or any words of motivation or inspiration for somebody who currently is completely selfless, doesn't know how to say no? I, I think the best advice is to start recognizing the things that you do want to be doing and pursuing and the things that are taking that time away and figuring out a healthy way to, to delegate between them and be comfortable rejecting the things that you don't need to do to focus on what you want to do. It's at first it's pretty uncomfortable and, and it's hard. It is honestly hard because you're so used to doing it. But one, like you said, they're, if it's with if it has to do with another person, like they're probably not gonna care realistically. But also it doesn't matter. Because you at the end of the day it's your life. Mm-hmm. You know, and you don't want to waste the time doing things that you really don't want to be doing. It it seems so like hustler mindset and like finance bro mindset to be like, figure out what you want to do and cut out all of the yeah. people that are taking away from that. That is that is a very negative way of putting it, uh, but it's essentially the same thing as what you just said. Find out what you want to do, work towards it, yeah, and you know, do your best not to let yourself fall off the rails. Yeah, that's that's all you can do, and just cutting people that cutting people off is a very harsh way of saying making yourself a little less available because you're dedicating your energy towards your life goals yeah with most things like what you're saying like that that like hustler mentality it's like 
Because people act like shit's all or nothing. And it's it's not. There's a there's a gray area. And it's okay to play with it. And I think the biggest thing, if if the thing that is the problem is saying no, try with like little things. Mm-hmm. You know? I, I you mean I don't know start with I don't know things. what specifically. Like say if maybe your your partner in a relationship asks you to like do something like that you don't want to do, say no, I don't feel like doing that. Cause, cause that, that would happen to me too. I would, I would try to, I would do things that I, maybe I wanted to just chill out that night or, or whatever. And then I would end up, you know, going to do something and being like, well, all right, I guess I'm doing this. And it always used to turn out to be fun, but sometimes, you know, I'd rather be doing something else. And I think your, your partner's a good person to start with that because as long as it's a healthy relationship, mm-hmm. you know, cause if you have trust with them and good communication, then they'll understand and if you have to explain it, then then explain it. If that makes you feel better, explaining why you're saying no. Maybe that'll help. If they if they there's if they understand your justification, maybe that'll make them feel better if you think it's gonna make them react negatively towards you. Dude, I didn't have to go to a single pumpkin patch this past <laughs> Dude, fall. you didn't hit the patch? Thank God. Cause, like, what about the orch? You hit the apple orchard? Nothing. <sighs> I had to do nothing. She didn't even ask. Late August, I was like, I'm telling you right now. Because our summer was so busy. Every weekend we were doing something. No breaks. Yeah. So I'm telling you right now. I'm not doing any stupid fall shit. I'm not driving 45 minutes to to dip a donut in hot apple cider. Let's go to, grow, let's go to Giant Eagle. Get it done in 15 minutes. I didn't have to do anything. So this is a good example of an unhealthy relationship. <laughs> <laughs> She's happy. Maybe. <laughs> no, no pumpkin patch, dude. I didn't have to go to a fucking pumpkin patch. What's wrong with the patch, dude? I just want to. I just want to relax on a Saturday morning. I get that. Sunday's football. We're not doing anything I don't then. Shit about sports. You don't watch any sports? Not really. No. I mean, I I like I'll like watch like UFC when it's you know if it's something cool because it's like. Interesting, I guess. But I'm not a big sports guy. And that is The Floss. (laughs) If you liked part two of this feature episode and you want some bonus content, such as raw footage or bonus episodes, you can subscribe to the show's Patreon at patreon.com slash thefflosspod. Every episode of The Floss is recorded at Golden Ox Studio in Cleveland, Ohio. If you live in Cleveland and you need to say something into a microphone for any reason at all, do it at Golden Ox Studio. Jeremy's awesome. He cares a lot about Cleveland, and he'll give a huge shit about whatever you're making. I'm Gabe Gary, and thank you very much.